Oh, yes, you're listening to House Pride Radio live from San Francisco with your host, Tweaker Turner. And I do believe I have this legendary producer remixer on the show with us, the one and only Tony Moran. Can you hear us? I can hear you. Thank you guys so much. Yay, we're jamming out on your new remix for Christine W. Can't Look Back. What a fierce track. How did you guys, um, you know, get on the same page to do this? Did, did she call you? on or it's just me just you today oh so so um so it seems like it's, it's totally obvious like you know tony moran christine w calling each other on the telephone sending tracks to each other and sending ideas and let's just see what happens you know i sent her this track uh, not the one that you're listening to right now but what you know eventually developed into the song can't look back and you know i you know, she started jamming these lyrics to the track, and then she sent it to me. And for some reason, it was with all these releases that I had going on, it just got lost in a shuffle for a second. And then um, I had recommended an, another producer who has been so such a big part of so many fierce teams. You know, you know, like like Moto Blanco and, and these other people, and. You know, she, I connected him with her, and, you know, all of a sudden they took these ideas that Christina and I had put together, and he created a total rhythm section. His name is James Herr. They put a total rhythm section against it that really just motivated the both of us to complete it because, you know, there's nothing better than having a jamming groove to help you create. And so I just was... Uh, so grateful that once again like you know christine finds a way or i find a way to motivate the other as part of the collaborative effort you know mm-hmm. how how uh how many years does your relationship go back with christine you've worked with her in the past haven't you it goes so far back that i have way more embarrassing moments to share than she does you know what <laughs> i mean she's just <laughs> i mean i i mean pre-walk away i had already been a big fan of feel what you want and um, as the as the producers of that song had released that song early on, in my circuit days, where I still was work producing other groups of such a different different genres, that it was really like going to hear like Junior Vasquez play, you know, at the Palladium, hearing like "Feel What You Want." That I was all like, I was all of a sudden, I was just put into sh- creative shock at something that could have you know, so much drama musically and so much drama and so much feeling, you know, vocally mm-hmm. that, it's, you know, I had to find my way to her. And, you know, we just, you know, wound up colliding during the song Walk Away. And she really was such a humongous factor in having that song see the light of day. I had worked with her on a previous song called I'll Be Your Light where I asked if, uh, if for my remix participation, if she could sing it with me there, because for some reason, like I had connected with it in such a way that it had to like manifest itself with me present with her. But it was still somebody else's song. So I was just making the best of what we could do together with somebody else's song that I thought was amazing. So by the time we got into the studio together to work on Walk Away, it was just like, you know, I, I couldn't tell who's on first because it was just we were so 
motivated, I guess is the only word I could say, but she has her game on. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's ready to to pen out ideas in hand, you know, pre-digital, post-digital, whatever is the deal now. Like, you know, she's, you know, she is, um, she, she is a true collaborator. Yeah. And, uh, her voice, such a full package of uh, emotions to, to uh, lay down on the tracks. She she's like one of a kind, like spot on, uh, vocally. I think, like every song, she embraces every song and and uh, you know internalizes it, and out comes these like really fresh, um, you know, grooves. Everyone's a different experience. It's like going to the theater or something. It's it's an experience. From a from yeah, like, from the listener's point of view, um, <laughs> yeah, like like feel what you want, um, you know, next to walk away, and um, what is the song that she did? Um, oh my God, Tom Stefan did such a great job of it. Uh, it was it was a very percussive melody, and uh, that came out on Tommy Boy Records as well. But what she did was like she really can use her voice to you know sh- to showcase and feature you know, this talent that she's developed and, or she could just go on to a very percussive Dua Lipa kind of melody and knock it out as well. Like understanding that she needs to be there for the melody, for the song, which Mm -hmm. is a really, a very evolved perspective of being an artist. You know what I mean? It's very unselfish, I guess is a, is a good word. Uh, yeah. Oh, Tony, um, I just have, um, oh, I'm so happy these ladies are back in town. Um, I have w- Winnie uh, Kinsey walking into the studio. Uh, say hello to Tony Moran. Oh, hello. Am I on? Hi there. Hello. Welcome to the Turner Show. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, they have a show at the Conservatory Theater in December. Welcome, Winnie. We're going to get right into your story after. All right, no worries. In Thank a few you. minutes. <laughs> but, but Tony, you're... you're um, Jesus, you're packed. What a good sport you are to come on the House of Pride when you're on the cuffs of leaving for Puerto Vallarta, oh. mañana, can, to hook up with well, you know Mr. Kent. I don't know. You're, you're in the category of it's a pleasure always. So, uh, oh, my God. I appreciate you know. that. That made my day. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> it truly is. Um, Tell us about it, though. You're going for uh, not just a day, a few days. Yeah, I'm going to Puerto Vallarta, and then I'm going to go to Palm Springs and also do some music work over there. And um, and Puerto Vallarta is just one of those cities that has become like what South Beach was in the 90s. You know what I mean? There's so much energy, new energy, older energy, people that are renting, people that are buying. But, you know, people are going to have a good time and spirited in that manner. And that's what I really just enjoy about it. That's where you got to take you got to take your fierceness down a notch in order to appreciate what you have around you. And and those are good spirits. And I'm 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 very much into that, which is why I love having opportunities to go back there. You know, if I'm playing in the pool, or if I'm playing in the big room, or whatever, it no longer matters. Like what what I need to, you know, like the pressure I need to put myself under. Because I'm going there to go play for people that are already in good spirits. So you know what? I don't care. Pool deck. You know, yeah. On the tenth floor. 
you know what I mean, at the giant Uber club on the beach with flames going on around me. It's all the same. I think you Yeah, I think you're going to be involved with the Brawny Bear Weekend. Is that the right? Yes, and (laughs) yes, actually, and so the adventure of that particular event. His name is Brian Kent, and he's a good friend of mine, and he's given me many opportunities to go DJ in San Francisco and really just um, and and connect with that city, which is very unique, just like New York is. And um, and and so. Uh, as he went and branched out and started doing events in in Puerto Vallarta, then when he asked me to participate on some of these uh, on some of these events, I was like, sure. And so it's going to be a beach party supersized, and I'm going to be there with my good friend and very talented producer writer, you know, Ralphie Rosario. So we really get to be with each other, DJing, and you know, because he's headlining an event or I'm headlining an event. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be like a moot point, but it's not, you know. So, you know, it doesn't matter. I don't. It doesn't matter to me what he's going to play, or I, I'm sure it doesn't matter to him what I'm going to play, because we both know that we got it, that we got this. Yes. During our time slot, which is it's a really great feeling to have when you're not, you know, trying to second guess yourself for the sake of the other of the other great talent that's involved, you know. So e- eagles don't get in the way. You guys are friends. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, and I understand, like when I'm DJing with a lot of these really, really talented DJs, that, artists as well, is they're like, well, you know, it's like we're going to play together, but, you know, I'll make sure not to play any of your songs. You know what I mean? I'm like, look, you know, play whatever you want. I've got more. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool. And it's an honor that you would even think that way that or to make me feel like like you know like my music has been a a part of the the sound that you want to put out there right you know so how age mm -hmm. oh so what's going to be in your your war chest of music uh this this coming tour like uh you're going to be playing dropping the new remix that you did for christine w dropping the new mix i did with christine w I'm going to uh, drop like some really cool and unique versions of something that I sang on myself with uh, with uh, producers Bill Bouvier and Peter Barona. And it was a remake of a Duran Duran song called Ordinary World, which That's, I was trying yeah. to send you earlier today. Um, um, but hopefully you can help me feature it, you know, along the way. Can we feature and, it next uh, next uh, Thursday? If you can send it to me, I'll, I'll, I'll get it on next Thursday. Absolutely, I will. There was this... Uh, an opportunity, and I'm a song. I'm a songwriter. Yes, you and you're are. A songwriter, too, Tweeka. Thank and you. And so what happens is sometimes you have to put your ideas down as you feel it to help other people listen to it and get into it. So, you know, when people ask me to sing on something like just to be the singer on it, I was like, okay, but I just want I just want to be the singer because I could also, you know, you, you know, everyone. I don't, I don't know if they're insecurities or whatever. It's nervous energy. Like, I just, like, I know I can always do more. I want to do more. Can I do it better? And then as a as a, a producer, an experienced producer, I have to say, you know what? I'm good with it. And I can move forward knowing that in that moment in time that, that that's what needed to happen. Like, no regrets. Yes. I remember now you have, geez, what was the name of the big hit you had? 
like in the 90s. Was it called Don't Make it Me? Was called, called, uh, <laughs> I, it was called uh, Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood, which was a remake yeah. of the Fantasmeralda track or The Animals. And then, uh, and then in, the, in, the, in the genre of freestyle music, you know, I had written a song uh, called Arabian Nights that in the genre of this dance, electronic dance music that, you know, really gravitated a lot of Latino listeners at that time and it became more commercial, you know, it, it, it just wound up sending hundreds of thousands of copies and, and I find myself wanting to be a producer but singing on a song you know, ironically, for thousands and thousands of people for 30 years, you know? <laughs> and so all I can feel is blessed about it. Absolutely. Um, so folks listening, or I'll be, I'll be posting this in a couple of days too, go to Brian Kent's club. Is that where it's going to be, this uh, in Puerto Vallarta? It's going to be, yes. Brony Bear Weekend is an event of, 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 of many parties throughout the weekend, which is this coming weekend. Uh, and, and I'm going to be playing at alongside of the beach and a pool. It's a resort called Almar. And, um, and it's just great weather, great sunshine. And the name of the club beach is called Mantamar. And it's just got a great vibe. So they build the dance floor over the pool and people could still be, you know, in 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 a lounge chair and having a pina colada and soaking up the sun, or they could be like dancing on the dance floor with SPF forty five on. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and the DJs will have some extra uh, sunscreen. Oh, yeah. The event that I'm yeah, the event that I'm yeah. Well, they put a uh, you know they put a, a special top over us because Ooh. I have DJed at winter party. And it's and some Fire Island parties outside during the day with no cover on top. And oh I'm no! Dark enough. I'm already. I'm, <laughs> You've I'm got some built-in protection. You <laughs> yeah. You I mean, you yeah. You'll be okay. But no, I mean I I've been into the, I've DJed where there's no awning on top and like the glare from the sun is maddening. You get you have to have something on top. <laughs> I mean I've, I've had my hands burn. And the machines that we that we use to do our DJ stuff, to do the mechanics of it, has been so hot that it's hard to even press the play button, you know. And these are things now I know, like years later, that if I'm going to do an outdoor party, if somebody doesn't have like some kind of screen over us, then they they must be new to this experience, you know what I mean? Because the last thing you want to do is have your DJ burning to death, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um are you guys using cdrs these days like you can't even read the screen if the sun's in your eyes yeah well in the sunlight to be honest like the, the the cd players that that you know which are you know play our, our thumb drives and all that stuff they are like nothing has developed in the method of being able to see that in the sunlight it's hard to see to scroll and so what it is that i do is is i I create uh, a series of folders that have a very finite amount of choices there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've really selected what my favorites of my favorites of my favorites would be for a daytime party and beautiful weather, ocean in the background, and people hanging out by a pool. And so, you know, if, if, I, if I'm trying to get to a song, 
and then by mistake I go to another song, I know that I would be as committed to that song being part of the vibe. Exactly. Now, you are a professional, Tony. You come prepared. <laughs> <laughs> I do my best. I try. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, I know you have a lot of logistics. I will let you go, but we'll close out this interview with... Um, the collaboration you did uh, a while back with Christine W. entitled uh, Walk Away, which, did that go to number one? It did go to number one. Yay. Um, awesome. Yes, yes. And I think that Christine W., just on a side note, I think is on the top ten of of the 100 greatest artists of all time on Billboard with the most amount of number one. Yes, I think she said... 17 or 18 number one dance club hits. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i number 97. Yes. I, I think you've moved and up you a couple what? notches. I'm on the list. I'm on the list. Even if I was 99 <laughs> or 100, I'd still be on the list. So I have to be grateful for that. Yeah, so I, I mean, they should do a chart for like producers and remixers, you know, because then you would be in you know the what? top I, 10. I was on the list. Like the number, <laughs> I know that sometimes people say it's not about the number, but it's not about the number. Sometimes I was just happy to be on the list. It's a good feeling. I think I'm like number 278 or something. <laughs> well, that's also, it's I'm just kidding. That you would be on, on the list that is noted. For all time, I think that that's a wonderful achievement. I don't know. I'm just making that up. I've had I've been a remix on 17 Billboard, I guess, top 20s over the years. But now they don't even have a club chart anymore. So those those right. days are in the past. <laughs> so right. So now you know we get the however you want to look at it. Glass half full, glass half empty. Is that we get the, the opportunity to like everybody else to you know get their hands dirty and then. You know, talk to people and promote your own stuff and not do it, not have to rely on a third party creating your story for you. That's you know true. I mean? yep. and, I, and, and I think that they're all wonderful, but this is like what you're doing with me right now. I get to share the story of my collab, my collaborations with Christine W. And in the past, my collaborations with Jason Walker in the future collaborations about you and I. And then yes, we future. Do it, I love you know, it. As, um, <laughs> You know, as 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 the person, and that's cool too. And promotions are—you've recommended promoters to me that you know that I look forward to working with in the future. And I think that they're relevant. They just can't be the only interpreters of your story. You know, right? In this day and age, it's coming from multiple sources. It is, but you have to own your own story as it pertains to the song or the theme or the event that you're doing as best you can, you know? Yeah. And in a world of like several thousand versions of Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and whatever, you know? Yeah. And folks, Tony's story this uh, next week is DJing with Ralphie Rosario and other top-notch DJs over in Puerto Vallarta at Brian Kent's Resort Club. It's probably not too late to go on down there, get that red eye. Um, <laughs> or if you're already there to buy a ticket while tickets are, le are, 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 are left to, re to remain. Winnie, you know, we so should go. You heard about it. You happen to be there. Oh, you know. yeah. Winnie and I want to go. But she has to practice at the conservatory theater. She has a show coming up. We'll be there. Like, we'll fantasize that we're there. 
<laughs> we'll look uh, at your photos. You'll be, there in, you'll be there in spirit. Yes, sir. All right, Tony, listen, uh, safe travels. Can't wait to see all your posts. And again, we're going to go out with Walk Away, Tony Moran featuring Christine W. Uh, you take care. We love you here at House of Pride Radio. Thank you. Love you guys back. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Folks, this is the House of Pride show. We're coming back with Winnie Kinsey. She's going to tell us all about it. Why, Bay? Why, Bay? We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
All right, if you don't have that song in your uh, collection, uh, go now and download it. Walk away, Christine W. That's the Tony Moran production. Tony, good luck over there in Mexico, DJing with all the top uh, remixers, producers, and DJs this next week. I'm sure there's a few. This weekend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> top, bottoms, I don't my, I, my mind. Well, you know, let's see. Let's take a leap. <laughs> let's, take a let's, take a leap. <laughs> let's take a leap from club music to um, a cappella. Dragapella. It is. Can Dragapella. I say something. Hello. Good evening. Four. Check-ins. Four. Can you hear yourself? Uh, no, I, I can't. At I all. feel like. At all. Say something now. Hello. 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 Is this doing anything? Oh, yeah. It's on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do I have to deep throat the damn thing? Well, folks, we introduced this queen earlier but we'll do it again uh the one and only winnie kinsey of the kinsey six i see the needle moving kinsey america's favorite dragapella beauty shop quartet <laughs> she came prepared i did yes I, <laughs> I did well i'm fresh off my uh my feature in the san francisco chronicle that was that's published yesterday so uh i'm very primed to talk about our show oy vey in a manger oy vey in a manger uh, yeah. not to offend anyone but how do you <laughs> well yeah um, that is going to be here in San Francisco at the Conservatory Theater. The new Conservatory Theater, yes, uh, on 25 Van Ness, uh, celebrating 40 years. Uh, the group did the, some of the earliest shows there at New Conservatory Theater, and we are thrilled to be back. Um, refurbished Yeah, theater. it's refurbished. It's got a facelift, haven't we all? And, I have uh, Well, I, I, I have. You look good. I thank you. So do you. Thank oh, you. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thank you. The pandemic certainly did me well. Uh, yeah. Lots of moisturizing. Yeah. Um, so A little uh, laser work, maybe? Uh, no, no. <laughs> but you can do that in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, so For cheap? On the cheap. You can. <laughs> oh, yes, you can. <laughs> um, folks, you, the, the, this time around, they're there. Um, res almost like a residency for Which a whole month. We are, whether you like it or not. 18 chances to see us, which is not enough uh so, How, yeah. what was the concept behind that did you just want people just to absorb it all yeah of course well it's been a while since we've done a run of this show about five years actually uh and this is this is the holiday show uh by the kinsey six it's got naughty holiday parodies some original songs um we ruin your favorites 
Uh, so we Just. we do. We have songs like Lusty the Snowman. Uh, we have a very very the new Christmas culinary classic, Soylent Night. It's delicious. Get mm. a bite. Um, yeah. So what can I say about that? Well, let's start off by introducing the members of your okay. Yes. Acapella troop. Yes. Uh, we have four wild characters. We have Winnie. That's me. Uh, <laughs> we have Angel. We have Trixie. And we have Trampolina. All skillfully played uh, by very wonderful actors. Uh, Nathan Markin. Also me. And uh, Jeff Manabot. And Spencer Brown. And J.B. McClendon. All, all in our cast. Fabulous. Yes. And I imagine that the creative process for you guys, um, people have certain roles like who who would be the the one member who does the writing or do you all chip in well this show was written by uh one of our co-founders uh benjamin schatz uh who retired in 2019 and so he co-wrote that with another co-founder uh erwin keller who's now a rabbi um, oh so <laughs> you know it's it's a it, it makes sense that's what you do so that's that's the writing process. Ben, Benjamin Chats is also irresponsible for most of our parodies and uh, for the original songs that are in the group. So it's it's really quite the process. We do our own direction. We design our own costumes. We do our own staging, uh, and it's 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 really quite the it's the multi the, the multi hyphenate really comes out, and we're also. Producing mostly new conservatories producing this, uh, and we're um, we're oh just, cool we get to show up yeah it's luxurious so you're working with top notch talent oh yeah they got some wonderful talent that's they're, amazing they're building a set for us as we speak I'm hoping to get a sneak preview of it tonight when I go see a show there so it'll how be, exciting yeah yeah it's how fun. can we all get tickets to you the- can uh, <laughs> you can get tickets at nctcsf.org. Uh, there's tickets for the show there. Uh, we open on December 7th with previews, and the official opening night is December 10th, and we play through New Year's Eve. December 31st is our closing show. And what what uh, should folks expect if they come to the show? They should expect to have a roaringly good time. It is not it's not exactly the anti-holiday show, but we certainly complain and kvetch, and kvetch about the holidays. Yeah. Uh, you know, from... Uh, from a uniquely Jewish perspective in that it's all about Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Uh, there's the alleged war on Christmas, which I sing a hilarious parody about uh, and how insane it all is. And it, it, we skewer your holiday favorites. It's, it's, it's naughty. It's irreverent. Of course, there's political stuff. We're in drag. How can you not be? So, and we, we close out the show wishing everyone a very harried little Christmas as they, you know, run to the finish line of, of these holidays. That's that's what that's what they can expect, and a litany of foreskin jokes. Well, Whitney, uh, Whitney gave me permission to give <laughs> Whitney, Whitney, Whitney Houston gave yes. me permission to yes. to uh, play a little sample to our listening audience today, yes. uh, entitled uh, "Santi Claus is." You came in and shtetl, which for those of you who don't speak <laughs> what the hell Yiddish, does that mean? it means <laughs> Santa Claus is coming to town uh, in Yiddish. Uh, <laughs> it's 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 a parody. Uh, uh, we call it Jews better watch out. Uh, so for the the colloquial name for it is. So we filmed that at Oasis here in San Francisco. If you're watching, if you can see this on YouTube, you can find it. So we're going to play the audio from it. It's yeah. a riot of a song. Here we I go. Yeah. I, I didn't know you were so religious. Here we, here we go. Jews 
Better not cry. Better not pout. I'm telling Jews why. Santa Claus is coming. He knows when you meet Gentiles and ask them out on dates. He knows when you buy Christmas trees and when you assimilate. He's seen Schindler's List, he's rented it twice. He's gonna find out each walkman and wise. Santa Claus, Sandy Claus is coming in Shtetl, is coming. Oh, you've all the Sandy Claus is Yes. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't want to hear that song in a minor key? Uh, that is a, it's a ridiculous song about Santa Claus coming to haunt, haunt all the immigrants. Will there be a, a few menorahs? Oh, at least one. At least one. Uh -huh, Will yeah. you be wearing them? No, <laughs> you don't wear a menorah. No, we won't be wearing menorahs. We have one on stage, and we'll you know we'll have all the candles out for Hanukkah later the, later in the month. So it's. Uh, very authentic. Yeah. Very authentic people. So no. how much rehearsal will, goes into one song, I mean, to get all those parts? What what um what voice are you? Uh, I functionally sing bass in the group, uh, and I sing, uh, but my actual voice is sort of baritone, um, which is an opera turn for high baritone. Um, Ooh, and fancy, fancy. I'm very versatile. <laughs> yeah. um, I will say in this show, I sing probably a full three octaves uh, from top to bottom. Uh, it's very big. Okay. Um, so <laughs> She's the star. Not really. I just put time to, I'm the boss. I toss these cats around all the time. So the, the process for learning a song, it's, it's quite something. Because we can't, because, yeah. uh, you know, during the pandemic, you know, sure, we would love to throw something, you know, quickly together to do a parody, you know, in the style of like one of these things. He's like a one-man band. So he just like, he just reliant on himself. He can just do it. We've got a lot of moving parts. So we, you know, we author the lyrics, we have to arrange the piece, and we have to learn all the parts and then record them all. So doing, doing, it's not, it's not all that difficult. And we change up the show all the time uh, with new lyrics, and maybe we'll add a little song flourish here and there. But you all read music then? Uh, yeah. Okay. We all, we all read music, and we we have great uh, rehearsal tracks that we can use that work very well, and. Um, for this show in particular, though, like rehearsal wise, we just did our first script through today over over Zoom, um, which is a great you know thing from the pandemic that we like were able to utilize that tech. Where are the girls? Uh, you're here. So I'm here in San Francisco for the moment, <laughs> and the rest are in Los Angeles, Kansas City, and Annapolis, working eastward. Wow. Yeah. So it's quite the it's quite the transcontinental affair uh, <laughs> that we are doing, and you're welcome. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, we did the first script through today, and we have some new music that we're gonna do. But we'll, other than doing some pickup rehearsals a couple days before opening, the show will go right on up. Yes. Um, what are uh, the names of some of the new songs that you guys well, are introducing? Uh, you can't say. I can't really say. It's just a uh, surprise. One is, one is certainly a surprise. I will say in this version of since we've done the show in San Francisco, we've added a, uh, changed out a couple songs. The War on Christmas song is a song that I have uh, that's new. 
I also have a new solo in our show called uh, Nice Jewish Girls. You get to do a solo? Oh, yeah, of course I get to do a solo. <laughs> All the girls. We structure them so each singer gets oh, a solo. Oh, so they don't feel the, yeah. the diva can express yes. themselves. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, an, it's an egalitarian group. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very communist. Uh, <laughs> and so everybody gets a, everybody gets a shake. The ruined, ruined song. So I have a song. It's original uh, called Nice Jewish Girls. It was written like 20 years ago for the group's off-Broadway run um, in 2001. And we rejuiced it. Rejuiced it and, I love that. Uh, Keep that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, and put it back in the show. And it's a huge hit. Uh, it's a great showpiece. Uh, and really gets to show off my vocal talents, if I do say so myself. L let me, let's hear your high note. My high note? <laughs> there, there you go. All right. You go. And then all the way down to a low, low E. And I think I see, a, I might sing a D in the show. So stretch it. I yeah. do stretch it. So this is over three octaves. I intentionally wrote my cadenza and my song to stretch it. Right. <laughs> you go, Mariah. <laughs> I know. That might be a hint to one of the new songs we have on our show, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Let me on. hear your whistle uh, voice. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need whistle tones. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, well, let's go back a little bit. Can you tell us, uh, our listeners? Uh, about where the group all started? Sure, I can. Uh, it started in a trash heap. Uh, no, <laughs> it didn't. It started right here in San in Francisco. In a nice deli. Uh, nearly, nearly 30 years ago. Next year is going to be a th start of our 30th anniversary season, which we're going to milk for like four years. But uh, in 93, uh, the group started at a Bette Midler concert uh, and at the Castro Theater. I think it was the Castro Theater. And it might have been Bill Cooper. I don't know. Details are murky. Anyway, that's how it started. They realized they could sing, and they did their first street performance uh, at Castro Disney Station, um, now Harvey Milk Plaza. Um, oh, in, cool. In 93. Who are the original members? Uh, ben Benjamin Schatz uh, and Rabbi Erwin Keller, uh, Maurice Kelly, Jerry Lieberman, and Patrick Bradford. There were five people. Oh yeah, uh, there were five. Are they five. still with us? Or? Um, Jerry and Abato have passed away. Uh, they passed away. Erwin, uh, Maurice, and uh, how did you guys? How did they pass the torch? I mean, were you friends? Um, no, uh, we're not. Still not friends. Actually, no. <laughs> <laughs> we get along very well. It's uh, we do auditions now and audition actual talent, uh, <laughs> not just some lawyers who happen to carry a tune, which is what they were. <laughs> bless their hearts. Uh, so no, we actually do auditions. Uh, we are currently auditioning for understudies and swings because the pandemic is not quite over yet and accidents do happen. Yeah. So, you know, who knows who's going to get pregnant. So all your talent in San Francisco, yes. contact Winnie. Or anywhere in the greater United States. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Oh. We're, we're, we're all over. We're, we're interstate. Uh, and yeah, if you are based in the U S uh, we are, we're happy to take more understudies. Um, we can't have enough good, bizarre, unique talent uh, to do the weird stuff that we do. There's, only, there's a good reason why there's only one drag acapella quartet. Do they all sit in like the first row of the understudies during the show? Like, uh, No, no, because they're not here. Um, oh, that's true. You know, we tuck them in the back. I mean, people pay good money to be in the front. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to. They're lined up, ready to go. Like push them out. Yes, all someone... of them at once at like a moment's notice. No, we would never do that to somebody. You know, uh, we would adapt the show. I hear the seats are really good at the conservatory oh, theater. Great. Yeah. yeah, we're in comfortable. the theater, a very comfortable theater. It's 
there's not a bad seat in that house um and it's 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 gonna be a, a blast to be there i've i've worked on that stage uh um before and that's actually how i ended up in the group because i did a production in xanadu in like 2011 oh that sounds fun it was so much fun roller skating i i was awarded best improved um from did the the did you tweak all those songs? Uh, the kids is not the Kinsey Six. Oh, no, it was not. No, it was, an, it was a legit production. It, okay. wasn't, it wasn't a wacky drag acapella version. What uh, what role did you play? Uh, I was one of the muses. The one with the long hair? No, oh. uh, no, I had very short hair, lots oh, okay. of legs though. I was in a skirt, and um, it, it was it was a blast. And that's how I that's how I met Ed Decker, who recommended me to be in the Kinsey Six. Oh, very oh, cool. It was many moons ago. Sidebar really quick. That, that lady with the long hair in Xanadu is uh, also Tina Turner's backup singer and dancer. In, in the tour. In the tour? Yeah, and I can't remember her name, but I love her. Oh, in like the tour of the musical? No, no. The Tina Turner tour when she was touring. Okay. She was so that she lady was. with the long hair. Okay. The same lady who was in Xanadu roller skating around with that long hair. She's super talented. She had such volume. Are you talking about the movie? In the yes, happened? yes. The lady with the long hair? Yes. Olivia Newton-John? Who else was rolling roller skating? <laughs> no, she was just a... She was one of the muses. Oh, oh, I see. Okay. Do you remember her, though? I mean, she stood out. Like, exactly. hair Lots down to the to her kneecaps or something. Yeah, yeah anyways. I just found it fascinating because when she was in Tina's touring group sure. troupe, she had the moves locking on the beat, and then she would do that tossing the of the hair yeah. and i'm like who is this diva you yeah. know <laughs> who's this cassie that's what like, i could see you playing that in the oh that's very sweet yeah, um, yeah you know uh, but um okay this is totally irrelevant no it's <laughs> fine you, i mean it is a this is primarily a show about dance and club music so doing some trivia about that yeah in a bizarre if i could only remember her name now i have to google it i can <laughs> in a bizarre conversation about drag acapella <laughs> uh, which i mean i love being here it's such a departure from other types of spaces that we're in. Well, I find it fascinating that all you guys, you know, have, have to uh, entertain us is a, you know, composition of acapella voices mm -hmm. coming together. And, you know, that takes a lot of insight and creativity. And, it takes an ear. It yeah. takes an ear to do it. It takes, an, it takes creativity to make acapella funny. Uh, I, don't know if you, I don't know how much time you spend at among acapella groups, but, you know, they're not really a laugh a minute. <laughs> um, some great musicianship. Don't get me wrong, but like you're not gonna go to the Pentatonic show and like expect to be rolling in the aisles with laughter. Okay. No. Um, some fun, fine musicianship and like a lot of auto tune. Bless her. I mean, no, actually, I shouldn't say that. There's probably very little auto tune, but there's a lot of processing, like vocal processing that goes on. Yeah. Ours doesn't rely on that at all, which is fabulous. Um, we actually did a show when we returned to touring last year. Our third show back was a sold-out house in Dallas, and the power went out like two hours before the show, but only in the theater. So we didn't have sound and we didn't have lights. We were like doing the whole show by emergency lighting. We were like, fuck it, let's do it. And so we did it without mics. And that audience, it was probably the most attentive audience we've had. Like, because they had to listen. And they could hear us in the back just fine. Um, and we were able to just do that, which says a lot to our talents. And like, you know, our microphones are really props. But it also it's project. Yeah, it's just using your voice, and that's the that's the magic of it. And it was it was it was like all right, this is what we're gonna do, and we just did it. And it was it was the audience got every joke, they got every pun, and more so than others because they had to listen to hear, and it was it was a remarkable experience. And, but it just shows that with acapella, you can you know you can do it anywhere. 
Yeah. So are you guys uh, after the show? Do you do you hang out and you know go out to dinner or something? Or do you all go your separate ways? We tend, we do. We spend a lot of time with each other, uh, <laughs> and we like each other. Don't is is anyone dating anyone in the in? within the group? Yeah. No, we have boundaries. Some of us do. No, uh, I think a couple of us. One of us is dating somebody. Uh, no, no one is dating with me. I did have a crush on one of the guys in the group. Like the main guy. And then I got to know him less and less. And less. I'm like, oh. Oh, we can be like have a brother friendship. <laughs> so, uh, so that was that was for. They're both bottoms. No, actually, oh. um, that's not the case at all. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, so rude. It is very rude. What, <laughs> how presumptuous. Um, so, but it's like you know, you, once you, you have an idea of somebody and you get to know them, like oh, okay, they're just that always happens. You know, if you're sexually attractive, and then you get to know somebody, yeah. it becomes. Deeper. Or worse, you find out like what they're actually into, and you're like, "Oh, I don't need to be associated with that." So, <laughs> <laughs> a little too much information. Oh, you're into trolls. I'm good. Uh, yeah. So, it's probably less drama not to get emo- you know Absolutely. too emotionally involved with your partners. Oh, no, totally. Like you know, we 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 know each other's business. We are also up in each other's business so much that once we're done with the show, we do kind of go our separate ways. Yeah. Uh, and decompress on our own respective lives, uh, however that might. We will do meals together, and, and we have a good time camaraderie. We celebrate birthdays. Do you have any like stock of fans, or <laughs> we do? <laughs> um, we do have some un- uh, unboundaried fa- fans. I yes. would like to call them. No one's stalkery. Just like a lot of unboundaries. It's like, where did you come from? What is it about us? Um, and you know that will send us messages and tell us all about their lives on social media. I don't know if I signed up. But that I, that happens in any kind of realm. Uh, I think yeah. you become well known, and you know people like glom onto you and identify with something. And they think that's kind of like you in real life. Uh, it's like no, we play these wacky characters. We really want to hang out with these characters. They're insane <laughs> um, in very lovable ways. <laughs> Especially this production. Oh, and yeah, this oh, this, this one's nuts. It's, it's uh, a lot of fun. Are you of the Jewish faith? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm atheist. Faith, oh. but I'm of Jewish lineage. Oh, you so, are? Yeah. yeah. I had like a great grandparent who was Jewish. Uh, so I'm an eighth Jewish, <laughs> which is plenty. Okay. Oh, my if God. It was enough for the Oh, Nazis, my God. The drama at, of it all. Camps, then it's <laughs> enough for me to claim Judy, Jewish now. So, um, yeah. So it's uh, Judaism has been a part, I mean, culturally speaking, it's been a part of like all my whole adult life uh, for yeah. some reason. And so this, and it's become even more so. Yeah, and learning all those uh, Yiddish. All the Yiddish. I mean, I no. I, yeah. I I've always want to learn more Yiddish words for things. You know more than you think. You know. Yeah. Like schlep, uh, I think I googled it once. What what Yiddish word would would represent how I feel right now? Like I would think I was in front of the Castle Theater and it was something I was like, gotta find a word. You know. Like what? Like. Uh, like an like, excited word? Yeah, something oh. like excited or... or oh, verklempt. Yes, but I, I know. But know. is there another alternative? Uh, if you're... Like, that's that's like when there's just too much going on, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. like you're overwhelmed. Overwhelmed, if, yeah. If, if you're, you're you're telling somebody, you're sharing that excitement, you're expelling it. Oh, oh that, uh, like, that's I'm, one. Like, I'm like, I love talking about Oybe in a Manger playing at New Conservatory Theater December 7th through 31st so much. I'm velling about it. Velling. Yeah. V- we're velling it right Kvel, today. Kvel, Kvel. What? Kvel. K-V-E. Oh, Kvel. 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 Yeah. Yeah, it's, all, it's all together. It's not. Oh, Kvel. Kvel. 
Oh. <laughs> oh, it's fine. It's useful. Oh, God, I'm just like, coughing you know, now. Right? I can't take God, that the one... show. I know jack shit about club music. That was... Uh, so we're, just we're, we're talking... We're not into club right, music. We've we've trans... You know, we transferred our train of thought to... um. Dragapella. Choo-choo. <laughs> Dragapella. All things you ever wanted to know about uh, Dragapella and Jewish uh, terms. Yeah. Yeah. There is another. Uh, I'm all f- Jewish comedy is like really popping in this San Francisco. We've got the uh, Jewish comedians coming up in December too. So. Uh, yes. That's where the Kinsey's, that's where this show originally originated. Oh my God. The Kinsey's used to Yeah, uh, is that right? Well, that makes sense. And I think over time, they just sort of developed a show. Everyone did a show. I, I love that story. This show will is almost 20 years old. Uh, yeah. A manger. I think that's almost 20 years old. It, will there be like some props, like a manger with some animals? or no, Live animals. Yes, it's going to be, we're going to have a barn on stage. Uh, we're uh, a sheep. We're borrowing a bunch of sheep. Sanctuary, so they're not going to be. Hard. It, they're kosher, though. Uh, yeah. We're not going to eat them. So, um, I'm vegetarian. So oh, well, that's not going to. Um, so, uh, no, there's no animals on stage. <laughs> uh, Hi, Raza. Oh, there's lots of. There'll be lots of symbolism. We're actually decorating the whole plot. The whole plot of the show. We're trying to sell off our Oh yeah, it is time. It's been so a few thousand off. years. But hey, we'd rather keep it. It's not our choice. They're being foreclosed upon. Yeah. So we gotta sell it. Yeah. So that's the whole premise of the show. It's like it's much more fun than like acting theater. I love not it. Painting the walls way wide and just putting like pictures. Yeah. Um. So it's a lot more involved. Yeah, we are gonna. Give away tickets right now. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Okay. No, we're, we're not going to give away tickets. It's too early, but maybe. If you want to do a play on, play the second song down. Uh, that one's in the list over on the, on the right. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll close out with that. Yeah, don't, that one there. Right here, Don't Be Happy. Don't Be Happy Worried. Okay. In the show. It's a great play. Great play. I love it. Um, so let's reiterate, where can folks go to get these tickets? Or at our website, Kinsey Church, any of our shows. Folks, we have the whole month to celebrate. You do. <laughs> 18, 18 times, which some consider 18 times too many. I think it's not enough. But uh, I love when there's a long... Uh, performance because like the first is, um, first performances are you should go to the first or second and then go to the 17th or the 18th one there'd probably be a slight evolution you know the group <laughs> used to do that when they were doing their early shows they would videotape the first one and the last one just to capture where it started and how it turned out <laughs> which they were doing it before the kids were doing it on mean so our shows now uh, we want to welcome Raza Vitalia hello oh Raza Vitalia Hi, how are you? Good to see you too. So our shows are pretty consistent now. Um, We actually filmed the show in in Washington D.C. Damn. I know, and we were very, very consistent (laughs) through those three performances. 
that when the editor was sitting there. This is something that the tempos are exactly changing. Awesome. I love it. Folks. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, the one and only Winnie Kinsey. Um, where can folks follow you if they want to uh, be your they, obsessive they fans? Obsessed with me. <laughs> uh, I do have a, an Instagram handle, Winnie Kinsey Six. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. Oh, forget about Twitter. Oh, no, fuck Twitter. Okay, perfect. Awesome. All righty. We're going to go out with a song that's featured in Yoive. Yes. Yeah, it's called uh, Don't Be Happy, Worry. Yeah. Um, let's see how much we can get. It looks like it's buffering a little bit, but we'll, we'll just see what happens here. Here's a little song I wrote. I'm probably gonna get a frog in my throat. Don't be happy. A history of worrying is long and proud. For every silver lining, there is a cloud. Don't be happy. Something always could go wrong That's the moral of this song Something could go wrong So you have wealth and love and great renown Someone could burn your shtetl down Burn your shtetl down You win a cruise to Kingston Town The boat could sink and you could drown Don't be happy Worry. You get a gift, it's a gorgeous tie. If you get caught in the elevator, then you'll choke and die. Don't be happy. Don't laugh, it happened to Isadora Duncan. Worry. Was she Jewish? Something always could go wrong. That's the moral of this song. Something could go wrong. Life is filled with possibilities, but most of them are tragedies. They'll bring you to your knees. Your son has a hundred friends at his bar mitzvah. The only one he'll dance with, a boy named. Christopher, don't be happy. A Jewish boy isn't good enough. Worry. Your daughter has a fiance. Just wait for the crisis. They'll probably move to Syria because he works for ISIS. Don't be happy. A Jewish terrorist isn't good enough. Worry. You know, I worry about you. I worry that you don't worry enough. If you don't got something to worry about. You got something to worry about. If you're creative and you're smart, 
Suffering can be an art. It's not too soon to start. I'm worried that my therapist doesn't really like me and is just pretending because I pay him. I'm worried about the attempt to marginalize feminists who critique the subjugation of women in Saudi Arabia and who are at times viciously attacked by the Saudi monarchy as Islamophobic, thereby cowing other progressives who fear being labeled as anti-Islamic from supporting their feminist allies, thus ceding any critique of Saudi misogyny or heterosexism to right-wingers who actually are anti-Islamic and who make no attempt to stand up for the rights of women and gays in their own countries. I'm worried because Bobby McFerrin didn't really write an end to this song. Just kind of fades out on the CD. This is not a CD. I don't know how to stop this song. Worry, 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 I'm worried about all the people who like this video but won't like our other ones because they're so filthy. I'm worried about all the people who like this video and will like our other ones because they're so filthy. That is an example of Kinsey Six. They'll be performing for the whole month of December at the Conservatory Theater here in San Francisco, so make sure you go get your tickets. Uh, I've got my friend Raza Vitalia here. We're going to be talking about her new shows. She is queen of dance instruction suddenly in San Francisco. Uh, First, we have to swing on over to Florida and talk to uh, dance diva Kendra Erica. She has a couple new uh, tracks out that are charting. And we're going to get into that. Let's uh, warm things up with um, her number one Billboard Club chart from a few years ago entitled Self-Control, the re, uh, remake of the uh, classic Laura Branigan song. Cute. Okay, I can't wait.
Yes, Self Control uh, by Kendra Erica. That was a number one Billboard Club uh, charter a few years ago, and that's the Ralphie yes. Rosario hit. And we, I think we have her live. Uh, welcome. Are you there? <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know that you have me live. You just don't think. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you on the House of Pride show. Welcome. How are you doing? I'm great. I am actually en route to the studio to record another one for you guys to um, to have on there. Yeah. Um, in the near future. So. <laughs> What's that one called? Um, I can't really reveal the title of it just yet, just because it's a, it's a work it's a work in progress. So um, I'm not trying to be like you know um, withholding or anything like that. It's just I, I like to give uh, definites. So <laughs> I totally understand. Yeah, don't don't want to let it out of the bag yet. Let it let it develop. And exactly. Yes. Well, we can talk about um, the last two releases that you put out uh, Rapture and the the brand new one Come and Get It both of which have been resonating on many charts um, what I'd like to know is uh, did you write those songs? Yes I wrote Rapture with uh, Ronnie Chico de Chico um, and uh, Come and Get It I wrote with uh, Andy Kirk um, who has who's, you know worked with the Chainsmokers and then also funny enough um, the Disco Fries remix um, is is also out there, and 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 the Disco Fries have also worked, worked with with the Chainsmokers as well. So it's just like it's 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 a it's a connect the dots kind of a game. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I w I'd like to introduce you to uh, um, my friend who's here in the control room with me, Raza Vitalia. Raza, meet Kendra. Hi, Kendra. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. I love your track. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a fun one. Um, we're we're talking about self control, rapture, or are we gonna do like, like in standardized testing? All the <laughs> well, we were just playing self control. That was a number one hit for you. Um, that was uh, yeah. we were listening to the Ralph Rosario. How did that? You know, what was the thought process or the decision making to take a the Laura Branigan classic tune and, and redo it up well the the song itself has always resonated with me I always performed the original version of the song when I was gigging when I was a teenager um, even at that at that um, even at those developmental stages in my in my like vocal performance that song has always, you know, it's it's it struck many chords with me. So, and when it when it hit on all cylinders with me, uh, you know, stylistic wise and performance wise and just artistically, um, I I just knew that there was something there. There there is something that I could not let go of, and from from performing it so much, I I figured, well, now that I've had you know, such and such other hits on the Billboard dance chart, why don't I revitalize this or put my own signature on it? So that's what I, that's how that, that came to inception and then came to uh, fruition. Awesome. Um, are you on a, are you performing a lot right now? Like where can folks go to uh, experience you? 
I, I actually am performing tomorrow night at Nightingale in West Hollywood. Um, I'll be there tomorrow night. And then in December and then come January, I'll have more show dates. Because as you know, with with everything sort of reopening and people putting their feet back into the, uh, the ocean, everything is so spontaneous these days. It's like the roaring 20s. So... <laughs> Um, so it's, it's, it's just best to keep, uh, keep posted, like stay, stay, stay on top of like what, um, what I'm posting, what I'm, what I'm putting out there. And, um, you know, I'm not saying that you have to do this. I'm just saying like, it's, you know, with everything that's, that's gone on, um, just, like I said, just stay, stay in the loop. And then that's when you'll know where I'm, where I'm playing next. I love it. Where can folks go to follow you? Do, uh, is do you have your, a web page or Insta- Instagram or? I have a. Um, I have an. Well, I'm on Instagram at Kendra Erica. I'm on Facebook at Kendra Erica Music. Um, I'm on Twitter, TikTok, YouTube under Kendra Erica as well. And also, essentially, just uh, just Google me, and you'll you'll find what you're looking for. Absolutely. Um, well, we want to let you go so that you can focus on on uh, the studio time you have coming up. Uh, and for, you know, are you driving? <laughs> <laughs> am, am I driving? Yes, but I, I find that I do my best driving and whatnot when I'm uh, in 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 conversating when I'm multitasking. That's the uh, <laughs> that's the dynamic brain for you. I love it. Well, we're going to go out with Come and Get It. it as you know, it's on the, the Pride Top 30, moving up Top 20 this week. It uh, is. It is. And you guys have been so fervent and so freaking positive through the roof with everything that I've, that I've um, put out. So I just want to say a special thanks to you guys. Thank you so much. We love your music top notch all, all across the board there production vocals everything we love it uh so we will let's chat again in the future uh right now i'm gonna let our listening audience hear the remix of uh come and get it i think this is the disco fries remix i believe and uh yeah that's that's the uh that's the bold one <laughs> <laughs> 124 beats per minute djs <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. We love you and hope to talk to you again soon. Thank you. Take care. Yes, love you guys too. Thank you. Bye bye. Maybe it's not the wrong time. Maybe it's just the right time to be on my own. Yeah. Don't need your permission to lose my inhibitions.
All right, come and get it. Come uh -huh. <laughs> Let's get it on with Miss um, Vitalia. Oh, hello. Hi, Raza. How are you? Happy Thursday. Fine. Good. I'm fabulous. I'm glad to be here. Welcome to the New House of Pride Radio Thursdays. Thursdays 4 to 6 or 4 to 5. I don't know yet. We're, we're working on that. <laughs> Maybe just 4 to 5, huh? That's yeah. enough. Yeah. We're go well, we're going over by 13 minutes, but... Glad to have you on. I know you've been busy. Uh, Raza's been starting up um, these wonderful, like, um, Latin or salsa, merengue dancing classes. Classes and parties and DJing and events and emceeing and hosting. I'm trying to get them all packed in for the week, not just the weekends. I've been almost every day doing some kind of event. It's crazy. I don't know what which, happened. Which one is the, the hottest one, do you think, out of right now? The hottest, well, the biggest one, which is really hot, is on Saturday night at 1015 Folsom. It's called Pura, P-U-R-A. Um, and then if you want like a mini one where it's like people are jumping around. More intimate. More intimate. It's like Sunday night. Sundays. And that's over at Deco Dance on Polk and Sutter. I like that bar. That's actually close to me where yeah. I live. Cute. That's a cute bar. What time should folks show up for that one? They should show up there no later than 8.30. It's free before 9. At 8.30, I teach a class. Ends about 9.15, 9.30. So you guys got to get to my events early. And then after that, I'll tell you, there's a big hopping party. And by 11 o'clock at night on a Sunday, there's a bunch of people hopping around in there till 1.30 in the morning <laughs> on a Sunday night, if you can believe it. Um, so what classes are you teaching at the Deco? I teach anything you want, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, well, I, I don't know. You took it. I took it, but I don't know what I was doing. Was that, a, was, that, was that salsa or something else? Yeah, you were doing salsa. So I'm teaching salsa, bachata, merengue, samba, belly dancing. You could do all kinds of different cumbia. So you just feel the crowd out and yeah. then work it out that way? Mm -hmm. So you're reading your audience. Reading the audience, of course, and yeah. reading, you know, their energy and when it's a good time to, to get that going and how far y'all can get through, you know, and work Sh it. Should people go to your your page and make reservations for these different party nights? or? Yeah, definitely make reservations in advance. There's yeah. My page, my website rasavitalia.com you can click on tour dates or classes and it'll tell you everything right there right bam one page there or you can go to my social media i pinned the weekly events right up at the top of all my social medias facebook twitter instagram at rasavitalia.com r-a-s-a-v as in victory i t as in terrific a-l-i-a yep check it out it's right there bam it's time to party before you know <laughs> The dead of winter comes, so it's time to bring the life to San Francisco. <laughs> also, people have to, you know, work off their holiday uh -huh. dinners and whatnot. <laughs> that is so true. I know Thanksgiving is It's a good cardio cool. workout, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, I love it. Um, so we wish you the best of luck with... Uh, with um, yeah. all of these parties that yeah. you're doing thank you so much i really appreciate that i need that because the parties are most of them are brand new so if we don't have a lot of uh, people coming in then the parties may not continue so i need your help i need people to come out and community support they're not they don't cost hardly anything they're either free or five bucks so y'all y'all can do that for sure love it mm -hmm. yeah all right well uh let's uh, go out with the uh, 
Tweaker's new remix. Ooh, I, I can't <laughs> wait. Well, what is the Tweaker's new remix? What's that? It's called Do It Again, Tweaker Turner's dub remix. Yeah. And it's by the group Company B. As you know, we had a big hit with them this last few months called um, Let's Just Dance. Well, this is um, of their follow-up. I didn't write it, but I'm one of the remixes on their Ooh. new release. And well proud of this particular remix because it's a, it's a little bit new direction for me a little more like um techno or something it has a different vibe yeah techno house or progressive house progressive i think house. progressive so house a little bit more pushing the edge for you a little yeah bit. So yeah oh i'm excited your remixes are already fabulous this is i can't wait so uh, thank you uh, folks thank you for joining us this week on a new day Thursdays 4 to 6 p.m. but I think we're going to tighten it up to Thursdays 4 to 5 p.m. so we want to see you here next week live from San Francisco I want to thank all my guests today the legendary producer remixer DJ Tony Moran and the fabulous Winnie Kinsey from Kinsey 6 and um, our dance diva over in LA Kendra Erica and of course, my buddy, sometimes co-host Raza Vitalia. Hey, what's up? You be sure to go to her classes now. I'm Tweaker Turner. We'll see you next week. Everyone, have a good weekend. Bye bye.
So they had like a little chant. Go to your dressing rooms. They're six miles apart. To unite all peoples across our nation. So now Gabo is fired. Clean out your, it took him six weeks to clean out his uh, dressing room. Look how he's holding Otto. I know, it's dehumanizing. Well, he's not human. Oh, he's going to jerk off. Oh, no, no, maybe later. Oh, Frank, Frank, Gabo's leaving. Frank, don't jerk off now. Gabo's leaving. <laughs> oh, Frank, not again. Frank. I got the lotion on. It's too late now. Get a towel, Frank. Gabo. Oh, he's bowing to the audience. Ever the delusional. What? Oh, is this it? Yes. He just, he's crushed. Oh, mushrooms, man. You know, I microdose. I only take one mushroom. There it is. Yeah. A day? It's as big as your thigh. <laughs> it takes up half the wall, but it's just one. Oh, hey, it's a neighbor. And now, Dave. Yeah, this is not Patterson. This is their hotel. Wait, it is Patterson. Yep. Maybe they were not. What a crazy night. You ever see anybody act as loony? He was certainly something wrong with him. And Babes is like upset because like she told him to go learn something, like maybe meet him and say, oh, I've got a part for you or something, you know, they're totally defeated. Oh, their plans are wrecked. All he's got for a partner is a dummy, not like me. Or he goes, you and me both, and she hits him in the stomach. You know, I was, when yeah. I was, oh, look, they're taking down the sign. Take it down yeah. the sign. And this is how we'll end. Just take down his name, and he'll watch it. He'll watch them. Oh, if this was a good movie, they would keep the letters T-A-T and then remove all the other letters until E and D fall are left, and they'll say the end. The, the oh, rate of rate Eat Gabo. Gabo. 
Eat you want me to Gabo. You eat, want me to eat Gabo? You want me to eat Gabo? Yes, Otto. Eat Gabo. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh no. Can I get my letters? Look how clean the street is. May I have my letters? Look, he doesn't go under the ladder. That's super right. He has superstition. Still has it. Oh wow! Two guys on one ladder. How many pogolocks does it take? She end. All right, she end. I guess the joke will have to wait. Is that like Indian, you know, yoga and chi and Hinduism? Maybe it's one word. It's Chen. Oh, it's yeah. it's uh, Shea Gravar. It's Shea Shea Andi. Shea Andi. Carl. Right. Wow. Yeah. I, I want to thank you, man. That was really cool, informative stuff, and uh, great research. And you've seen this movie a bunch of times. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, what did you think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? What did I think did of you, the movie? Yeah, what okay. did I think of the movie? What did you think of the movie? I don't know. I. I... Uh -oh. I don't know. Uh -oh. <laughs> but like, like you're watching it and everything, but then the musical number, you feel a little ripped off. And then at the end, he doesn't like, he just, his own, he eats himself. He wrecks himself. I don't know. I don't know. Was it a positive vibe? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. I kind of, I guess I liked it. You know, yeah. the, what? When there's good talkie movies, yeah. uh, I, I'm always interested, and the sound is what I like, that weird, crisp sound or flatness. But it was yeah. a good performance. It was a, a decent story. It was creepy, and uh, it was an interesting view. But honestly, the problem is, is that once it gets into the musical number, I don't know, like, I don't know, there's a narrative going on. There's a full uh -huh. story and a love romance, and it takes place in show business. So you have to get a chance to be entertained while this drama is going on, the soap opera. Right. But I don't, I lose track of who, am I a fly on the wall or am I really an audience member? Yeah. And if I'm an audience member, what, and I don't know the background drama, then it's a really boring show because after this <laughs> 18th, 20th number like that, and they're all great dancers, it's just like the same old, the well, same just, old thing. If we were from 1929, we were being wowed. It's what we expect to yeah, see. Yeah, because it's costumes, it's spectacle, yeah. it's the bombastic orchestra that kind of overwhelms you. Whirling but, around and up the stairs. and you know. I liked it. I liked that. I thought yeah. he was good. I thought he was good. Like, if I had a chance to say him as an actor, I would say, check it out. And Carl, thank you so much again. Uh, it's a pleasure. And we want to give a shout out to Mutiny Radio. Check out their archives for the most recent radio comedy festival that happened in october and you could also check out live shows there on monday and fridays that tell that are streamed live and they also do live shows around uh, the mission district around their home base so you can check out atlas cafe or asiento uni radio that's all we need to know and then uh carl will be back next week so we'll see you guys bye Six o'clock. It's Monday. It's a special Halloween spook.
spooky. I should actually put on the sp spooky music. I'll do that later. I'm, uh, I'm incredibly high because I baked some Georgian cheese bread today out of Gary sourdough, and I did such a good job. I can't stop eating it, and that's a problem because it'll just make my my comments more colorful on your set. So welcome, welcome to the joke workshop. I know how words work. Um, just keep saying words. Keep saying words. So the joke workshop, we have a bunch of comedians all signed up. They're going to do four minutes. You'll hear the horn at three. Uh, if you pay attention, be nice to everybody. If you have like burning comments, feel free to give them. If you don't, don't worry about it. Um, I'll only say things if I really, really feel like I have to. Or if you really want someone to say something. Um, okay. So yeah, let's get it started because our comedians are here and stuff. It's Halloween. And uh, does anyone know what I'm dressed as? Can you say what it is you think it is? Oh, you saw Facebook, yeah. I'm, I'm dressed up as your mom. That's the joke. And so I have mom jeans on, and I have coach shoes, and, uh, and I have snacks for everybody. Uh, I'm also, I'm doing the door tonight at Doc's Clock, so that's going to be fun. Yeah, I know I'm going to make some actual money. I can't wait. And I can talk to people and totally use jokes on them. It's going to be so fun. And my hairpiece is just darling. Uh, put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. Newman Shake, yay! What's up, guys? Happy, very happy to be here. Um, I'm this coworker, and he's the type of guy who says stuff like, I'm only nice to women I find attractive. And that's really weird to me because he got his mom a really expensive Mother's Day gift. So I'm like, what type of relationship is going on there? Um, I also got a friend. I'm not, I, got, I, need, I need to change the people I hang out with because I was going through a breakup recently. And my friend, he was like, who needs hoes when you got the homies? And I'm not friends with him anymore because that is horrible. Okay. I'm learning a lot. Learning. I'm learning not to ask homeless people questions anymore. So I was like walking home yesterday, and this homeless guy, he asked me, he's like, how are you doing? And I was like, I'm good. How are you? And then he looked like way sadder. So that was not a good move. Um, I'm getting really lonely nowadays. Like I'm only taking scam likely calls. Like, like in that hope that's the love of my life. And they always ask me like, What's your social security number? But from a certain point of view, they're just trying to get to know me, and I think that is really romantic. Um, the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone, because it's like a feature that makes you feel bad about using your by using the product too much. That's crazy. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you come here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. You know, that's not possible. Making a lot of anti-homeless architecture nowadays, and I'm a big fan of that. I think they should go all the way. The most extreme form of anti-homeless architecture is housing. So, I mean, that's good. I um, I'm part of Gen Z, but Gen Z and millennials we're pretty much the same. Like we're really progressive, and like really poor. I think the only difference between like Gen Z and millennials is I feel like. Millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house, only to be really disappointed. And then I grew up being like, wow, I really want a dishwasher. You know, that would be dope. 
I'm making changes to my dating life right now. Like, I'm only dating white women. Not because I like them more. I just feel like women of color already go through enough. You know, that's where I'm at. I, I used to be a Ross security guard, which you guys could tell because you looked at me and you're like, he looks like he protects $5 purses for a living. Now, that's cool. I like working at Ross because I would steal so many things from that store. Like, my manager, she would get mad at me. She'd be like, Newman, you're a horrible security guard. People are stealing so many things from this place. And that was all me, you know? Like, she wasn't insulting me as a security guard. She was just complimenting me as a thief. So that was really nice of her. I also used to be a lifeguard. And I remember when I was working there, they gave us this incentive. Like, for each person you save, we'll give you an additional $50, which I think is exactly how much a human life is worth. But it's a weird incentive because it was supposed to make it was supposed to make me a better lifeguard, but all it really did was make me push kids in the deep end more often. So, all right, that's my time. Goodbye, guys. See, I put the trippy music on. Newman, shake everyone. Newman, I have one tiny comment. How could any homeless man ever sound more sad than you? Your voice is so. You sound so sad. You should mention that when you're, because your voice is, you're like, eh, you sound like Eeyore. Not that that's a bad thing. That's just the way you are on stage. But when you say that joke, I feel like you can mention that to people because we're all thinking that. Like, because you do sound like you're very sad. But I know that you're, you're not, or it's just the way you talk. Right? I don't know. <laughs> okay. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Wally Hippolito. Very anticlimactic. <laughs> so, be all happy Halloween. Got a lot of good costumes on. You come as Wolverine or what? Like that? Nah, that was a cheap one. That was stupid. Um, I'm a gambling enthusiast. Yeah, I don't really like to call it. Uh, I don't like being associated with uh gambling addictions. You know what I mean? I feel like it gives a negative connotation. Like it sounds like. I'd be desperate for something, am I right? Like, I'd do anything to pay. Like, I'm sucking dick for $50 to pay for a parlay, you know? I don't do that, man. Like, that's why I bring my sister along, you know? Yeah, exactly. Nah, I'm just fucking with you guys. I I don't even have a sister. Especially after I paid, uh, after, after I sold her off to that Guatemalan harvesting farm. She was worth a lot more than that. Worth a lot more. Um, there's this group called uh, Moms Against Gambling, and uh, it's to deter kids from online gambling to ban it, right? And I think it's weird because, like, if my son is gambling, that's, like, that's a win, honestly. Like, that's, like, the least weirdest thing you can do online, you know? There are seven billion things to do, and, like, I, these moms have obviously never been on chat roulette because that shit is, uh... That shit's crazy. I've shown my dick there a couple times. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Uh, with very bad results. Thank you. Um, but yeah, no, I think uh, I think if I did catch my kid gambling online, I it would only show me two things, right? Like, it would show me that, one, he's very ambitious, and two, never to lend him any money. Because I'm never going to see that shit again. Cool. Um... My mom and I have a really good relationship. Ever, or, or we're working our relationship ever since I started therapy. Yeah, now she calls me the, da the daughter she's always wanted. 
is very nice. My like my mom, it, my mom's from the Philippines. You know, she's she grew up with a hard life, so I understand it. Uh, she doesn't she doesn't care to emote or learn about emotions. You know, whenever I try to teach her, she's just like, no, I, I no fuck all that. Like I I think teaching colors to describing colors to Stevie Wonder would be easier, but that's just my thought on that. Um, any Warriors fans here? Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you guys heard my gambling bit. Well, I'm not a Warriors fan, but you know I am a gambling addict. Uh, but I do like watching basketball, though. Uh, I like watching basketball with other short dudes. Yeah, bec because they're some of the most delusional people on this earth. Am I right, guys? You know, like, uh, if you ever watch with a basketball with a short guy, you'll always hear, you know, if I was five inches taller, I would have made the NBA. Like, really, bro? You would have made the league? You have the athleticism of a banana and the work ethic of a six-year high school senior, you know? Like, the Super nobody's post-game interviewing Steph Curry, and he's saying to himself, you know, I'm so glad that I had that five-inch growth spurt after seventh grade. You know, that really brought me into the league. But, you know, about my mom, um, I think what the problem with my mom, is, me and my mom, is she doesn't respect me. Yeah, she she thinks <laughs> she th I think she feels like I would I should have been way more successful in life. Yeah, but uh, but I swear, guys, I swear to you, she never listens to me when I say um, if I was five inches taller, I would have really made the NBA, guys, and we would ha not have these problems. All right, y'all, I'm all hippolito. That's my time. Whoa, hippolito, Your mom. I'm proud of you. I think you're doing great. I, I mean, you're doing comedy, and I'm sure you have, like, a real person job that you do, too, right? That's amazing. I don't even have one of those. Like, that's incredible. You're, you're, doing, you're doing just fine. You want a cookie? Uh, you're, sorry, I'm dressed as your mom, so that's why I did that. Um, and um, first and third Wednesdays, Hometown Heroes, fun times. Did they fix the sound system? They haven't fixed the sound system. Do you want to borrow one of mine? They might not be loud enough, but they're, you can, oh, I, I have like five of them. Oh, yep. At Bar on Dolores every Thursday, we just start after the game. So I tell people eight, but it's usually like 830, but sometimes it's 820. Yay, that was all inside baseball for you guys. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Dorian Drunk. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. You guys got to be careful out there, though. I've been hearing people have been wrapping the candies with uh, diabetes. Been getting the kids every single year. No, I'm not going to go celebrate Halloween today because there's too many people getting trampled the last couple of days. The last thing I want to be is, like, trampled as a sexy pirate. Not what I want. My friend uh, is actually dressing up as Kanye West. Uh, he wore one of those uh, White Lives Matter sweatshirts. I had to pull him aside like, dude, that's not cool, dude. All lives matter. <laughs> I um. I was getting I was getting a blowjob, uh, and then my uh, thank you, and then uh, my my girlfriend uh, got mad at me because she said my dick tastes different. She thought I was cheating on her. Turned out it was only gout dick, you know, and she caught it right before I uh, started hurting, you know what I mean? 
she started hitting me and shit, and that's when I decided to have a flare up. And she was getting, <laughs> she was getting more confident every hit she did, you know, because she thinks she's doing it to me. I was like, ah, what? The, this is not you. This is not you. Anyway, so we uh, we broke up. And I gotta say, I really miss uh, jacking off. You know, like uh, no dinners ever needed. They're n- it's never asking me who I'm texting or where I'm going. It's lefties with me all day, all day. I uh, I think I think I'm gonna start dating Asian women, but I'm not ready to make my parents proud. You know, my my ex girlfriend was white, and uh, and we always get like into a lot of arguments based on the, like cultural differences. You know. Like every time she uh, asks the waiter uh, what kind of wine they have at a Chinese restaurant, I'm like, we just ordered everything on the menu for like $7. What makes you think they have good wine here? Now I've got to stare at this old Chinese man explain to her what cheap wine tastes like. You know what I mean? He started looking at me, and I'm like, I don't know, dude. Just tell her it's a Kool-Aid and a shot of vodka. That's what it is. That's what it is. Um... I uh, I was having a hard time getting a job recently, so I decided to lie on my resume. Worked like a charm. I'm now working uh, as a, I'm now working at the public defender's office, you know. And all I had to do was say I was bilingual. There was no way for them to prove otherwise. Whenever someone comes in that needs a like different language support, I just like sit them down and I go on the computer and go on uh, Google Translate. What I put in there. If you ever come back, I'm calling the cops. My bosses think I'm doing a great job. Thanks, Pam. I uh, <laughs> I was uh, I was uh, recently just signed a petition for anti-bullying, which looking back on it is kind of dumb, right? Because what are they gonna do? Send this nerd over there to some 13-year-old's house and like, mm, stop having fun? Yeah, I don't think so. No, I signed it because I remember how it felt to get my ass beat by a bunch of eighth graders. I gotta tell you, it feels terrible, especially as a 35-year-old. Uh, I think I'm just going to end it there. I'll talk to you guys later. Dorian Strong, everyone. Oh, um, I would add one just tiny tag. It's a really funny joke when you say Kool-Aid and a shot of vodka, but just say grape Kool-Aid because then it gives it another specific and then it turns into wine. Because grapes make wine, but grape Kool-Aid. Just to, just to add a little word, which will make it a, a little funnier. Yay! Uh, your next comedian, Abe, do you want to go since we have a space in the thing and you want to go early? Put your hands together, everyone, for Abe Rabinovitz! Yay! How are you? Good to be here. Uh... I'm pretty exhausted. I, I work at a middle school with special needs kids, and uh, it's a lot of work. Uh, I I just got kind of replaced by this other teacher's assistant uh, because he was trying to indoctrinate the kids to follow, you know, um, Jehovah's Witness, and uh, yeah, so he got booted out of the class. The witness was actually the principal. She's like, you got to go. Uh, so now I'm with the kid he was with, which is way more the the autism level with him is like uh, just through the roof, and it's like eight other kids with the same uh, level. Uh, yeah, I got hit in the dick today, so that's what 
Yeah, because he, he can't control his body, and he just, like, he scratches, and then he, like, he's like, I want to hug, and I tried to hug him, and he fucking, like, his body just, like, hit me in the dick. Um, so, uh, it sucks, you know? It really sucks. It's hard. It's hard work. Uh, it takes him, like, a half hour to get up and downstairs just because he, like, will just walk, and he just, like, looks at pixels. Like, he just gets distracted by, he gets distracted by nothing. Um. But yeah, it's a wild class. There'll be kids are kind of mean to each other. One kid asks this other kid, he's like, "Do you have AIDS?" And he goes, "I have ADHD." And I was like, "Answer the question." You know, I'm trying to keep him on on track here. You know. Um. Good. Yeah. And uh, there's actually a position opening up, a teaching position, which I applied for. And the the questions were pretty tricky because they ask you these, you know, race related questions. They try to like. I feel like it's a trap, so because you don't want to look like you're virtue signaling, but you also want to look like you're aware. Uh, so one of the questions was, you know, there's a there's a black dis there's a disparity with opportunity and achievement with black children. Um, and the question is, do you think educators, uh, you know, have an obligation to do something about that? And I, I was like, uh, not for twenty dollars an hour. Uh, <laughs> I'm I I'm trying to widen the gap between hands hitting my dick. Um, that's that joke, but it's fun. Uh, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do to make that scratch. Who's dating? All right. <laughs> uh, I am trying to date. I, uh, not any, not anymore. I was trying to date. I have a girlfriend now, but I never, I never dated a girl that said, does this dress make me look fat? But I was thinking about that. It's kind of a cliche. Like, I just wonder what the male equivalent of that cliche is like. You know, like, hey, uh, hey, babe, does this light make my head look bald? You know, does this, uh, does these balls make my dick look small? Be honest with me, honey. My dad make my mom seem sad. Yes. Yep. Um, so, yeah. That's, uh, that's that stuff. You guys like Christmas? I'm going home for, I'm going home. I'm going to my brother's for Christmas, like, Four years ago, I went. I went to my brother's because um, his wife had a baby. After the baby was born, she got Bell's palsy. And I was thinking, well, that sounds like something you get around the holidays. So I don't know. You guys, uh, have fun with it, you know. Because I went over there, and I was singing that, you know, that Christmas song, you know, deck the halls with bells and palsy. You guys heard that one? La 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 la. Tis the season you can't smile. Yeah. Well, she's fine. Um. She's fine now. Um. I just I just heard them argue about who has more black friends. Like, you guys just had a baby and you're this woke right now. All right, have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Yay, Abe Rabinovitz. That dad mom joke was really funny. That was a really great set. Yay, Abe. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands and I want slappy like motion for Brady Pearson. guys how you doing happy halloween ready for all the demons and monsters and scary things coming up are you excited you are so are you gonna vote then i mean there's a lot of stuff going on i mean there's a lot of uh it's, it's kind of worrying me a bit oh and I, and I keep thinking about god of all these people i'm gonna work on um do you even hear who lindsey graham is speaking of horrible demons you know who he is? 
Now, you know that he's going to be um, sponsoring a, a nationwide abortion ban. You know this? But I know, talk about demonic things to do. And um, the funny thing about Lindsey Graham, and just so I don't know if you can tell this, I am a homosexual. Yeah, I know it's hard to believe. You, I know you just can't tell by looking at all this butchness. And you're like, oh my God, he is so butch. Kind of like as butch as Lindsey Graham is. You know? I mean, him like me, I mean, he hasn't seen a vagina since he left one. And I can tell you he hasn't looked at it. There are other so many scary demons in the world. I mean, things going on. And I wonder, as, I, as I'm getting older, I think about, like, do we have any original ideas anymore? Do we ever come up with anything that's our own, or do we continuously just go back and rehash and destroy our dreams for some quick payoff now? Has anyone, speaking of which, right? And, um, you know, it's just like, does anyone here know, speaking of those, um, people that rehash and destroy our dreams. Does anyone know Harrison Ford? Right? So you saw him in Star Wars? Liked him? Saw him in Indiana Jones? In the temp- uh, um, I always forget the first one. And Raiders of Lost Ark, right? The other you like that, right? Anyone see him in um, Blade Runner 2049? Why? Was he in it? You're sure? Because I... R- Are you sure they didn't CGI him in there? You sure they didn't? You know how I know they didn't? Because he broke his ankle on that film. Poor man. And then he went on and he did um, Star Wars. can't believe they're still doing these. Have you seen that one? And it was there he broke Eve, another wrist or something like that. And I keep thinking if they can't, they can just CGI Carrie, Carrie Fisher's dead ass through space and ice. We can use that technology to save this old man. I mean, we have to protect our national treasures. What else? Um, Next one more thing for Halloween. I want to sing a song of the musical. Oh, yeah, I'm up here as if I had written a successful musical. And this is also in honor of Leslie Jordan, who's recently passed. Your son will come out tomorrow. That'll be a bottom and he'll swallow. Oh my God. Yay. And he won't be lonely. He's on his chin. He'll grin and say, Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll bottom. Tomorrow, it's only a gay away. Happy Halloween, everyone. Thank you, Pam. Yay, Brady. I thought you were going to dress up as little orphan Fanny. No, just, you got to do it at some point. And we got to we gotta, um, do an- There's got to be another song in that musical that you can do, too, because you can do a couple of them. But no, not. I love that song, but I do have it memorized, too. But there's, aren't there? I feel like you can. It's a hard cock life. Oh, my God. You just all just say that line. It's a hard cock life for us. And then walk off stage. And it's really just that one. It's gorgeous. Yay, Brady. Yeah. Brady, Brady, and yay. I'm sorry. The music's so weird today because it's, I'm trying to be Halloween-y or whatever. Um, hey, it can be Lauren or it can be Denise. But both of you just walked in. And so it can be, it's up to you who wants to go. 
Okay, yeah, there we go. Put your hands together, everyone, for Denise Lee! Woo! Well, there's the creepy stuff. Please? Okay. Um, so I recently found out that my favorite drug is Molly. Uh, not for not for me, just for other people. I've personally never done it. All I know is when people are on Molly, I get a lot of compliments, and I like compliments. I don't think people mean them because last time one of my friends was on Molly, she was like, Denise, you're so beautiful. And then she goes, you're the most beautiful white woman I've ever seen. But I chose to ignore that part. <laughs> but now every time I'm having a bad week or every time my self-esteem is low, I just text all my friends and I'm like, who wants to do Molly? I want to watch. I want to feel good about myself. <laughs> uh, I feel like San Francisco... San Francisco is a crazy place, right? And I feel like I'm not I'm not in a good place mentally. I know I'm not because recently I was walking down the street and I smelled shit in the air per usual. And my first thought was, did I shit myself? <laughs> and I had to check. <laughs> and I did not shit myself. But I kind of wish I did because I was on my way to work. But turns out I had just stepped in and I was like, damn, <laughs> if I had loose bowels, then I could call in sick. Okay, we're doing well. Um, I'm a very insecure person. Uh, I found out I'm insecure because I went to my gynecologist recently and she was like examining everything. And I asked her how my vagina compared to other people. I was like, do you feel like it's prettier than most people's? And she was like, I don't know what you mean. And I was just like, anatomically speaking, is my vagina more aesthetically pleasing? And um, she's not my gynecologist anymore. Dr. Tyndall, she's great. Really recommend. Um, I recently found out I'm into dirty talk. Like, I was with this guy, and he was like, yeah, you dirty slut. And I was like, yay, um, because I was like, oh, maybe it looks like I get laid a lot or something. I don't know. Damn, that worked really well the first. Maybe it was like a one-hit wonder, you know. All right, anyway. Um, so I have a pretty low pain tolerance. I was, I was out on a run recently, and uh, everything was hurting. And I started crying, and so I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So then while I cried, I Googled how many calories are burned from crying. Is crying a good workout? Uh, turns out 1.3 calories per minute, and it is a good ab workout, so I just immediately stopped running. I was like, okay, sorrow will be my exercise from now on. I think San Francisco is a very diverse city. I uh, I saw I saw a albino rat on the bar recently, and I was like, "Wow, there's really creatures of all colors here." <laughs> um, I try and do good deeds, but I'm not a good person. Uh, on my way to my last show, I gave a homeless person a dollar 
because I was like, oh, maybe this will be good karma for me to have a good show. And I did not have a good show. So then my next thought was, oh, maybe I should have given him two dollars. I don't really know where that's going. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Denise Lee, everyone. Hooray. It's funny. They ask for more than a dollar now. They'll be like, you got you got two dollars. I'm like, man, I wish I had two dollars. That would be great. And then I could go buy some motherfucking coffee. Because uh, it's like seven dollars for a coffee now, which is like, what? How did that happen? When did that happen? Am I, am, am I, I'm so high right now. I feel like I'm in another dimension and where coffee is $7. All right, you're next. I really am super high though. Lauren, you got to be careful of this bread. Oh boy, this is pillar today. I'll put your hands together, everybody, for Lauren Kraut. Do you think cavemen needed eight hours of sleep? And if they did, how did they figure out that they were getting it? Right? One day they woke up and said, well, that didn't feel like enough. I'm going to sleep another hour. What's an hour? I don't know. I think they just, they had to start from scratch. I mean, they didn't even have pillows. Goddamn. Then they have to figure out what sleep hygiene is and how to how to count and a numerical system and how that's a lot of fucking stuff to do in one night one night all right um i just got on the bus 9 cuz i figured the 27 never comes so i'd take the 9 and it was i had a little bit of pot but i'm not really stoned i just this is a little bit of pot and i was bombarded with sensory overload from being on the bus 